This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry and I caught back up again with Faye McGuinness today um, from Mind. And we talked about all things mental health in the workplace and what mental health uh, looks like in a post-COVID world. Some really interesting conversations around how people and companies are dealing with things now and also looking forward into the future, how she sees things developing and some positive things to take away about how things are improving and and where we're where we're making progress in things so not all doom and gloom this one i think there's some 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 hope for us yet um so do check this out and then um you can find more information on everything that we've talked about in this episode at mind.org.uk one thing that you kind of highlighted in the study is that poor mental health at work is a large annual cost to employers so the stat i have here is between 33 billion pounds and 42 billion pounds annually which is just staggering why do you think the push for kind of more awareness and, and more, well, maybe awareness is the answer, but why, why has there been such a slow kind of change and an adaptation and kind of an acceptance that this is a thing that needs to be dealt with when, when the, the, the monetary figures are so stark and kind of clear? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the report in January actually showed that there'd been a, a, an increase of 16%. Before COVID hit, we were looking at a cost between 42 billion and 45 billion pound each year. And so, as I say, the bulk of that, the kind of 29 billion of that is around presenteeism costs. So so for many years, I think we've spoken about health and safety. But really what we've been speaking about is safety. We've never really focused on the health and particularly the mental health element of it. And I always talk about the fact that, you know, if you were in your office and there was a hole in the floor and somebody fell down it and broke their leg, an employee would go to every length to make sure that that hole was covered up and that nobody else fell down that hole and broke their leg. So why are we not doing the same when it comes to the things that work that are causing people to have poor mental health? And so I think the issue has been is that we have seen lots of employers really start on this brilliant journey of prioritising mental health at work over the past five years. And I've been really impressed by lots of employers. But I think maybe where we are or where we were just before COVID is recognising that we've done a lot of the kind of low hanging fruit. We've done a lot of the awareness raising Uh, a lot of the kind of training days, the kind of one-offs. But actually what employers were starting to see is that what they really needed to do is to tackle the real systemic issues (laughs) that were causing people to feel unwell at work, work culture, work design, recruitment practices, policies, all of those really tricky things that are really hard to change. It's not easy. It takes years and years. So we were starting to get to that point before covid What I think COVID has done actually has given us a real opportunity and a positive opportunity for employers to sit back and go, wow, now is the time that we can really make those changes. And we've seen some really, you know, good accelerated practice during this time. And I've been really heartened to see that, you know, and there are still many employers that have a long way to go, don't get me wrong. But I think there is lots more good practice now than we've ever seen and that we can learn from. What do you think the... Because I imagine your re- the recommendations that you would have had based off this updated study in January were very different to what they might now be looking like towards the end of 2020. So what do you think the main differences in your mind in terms of how this affects employees is, is, is looking like now, now that we're in a remote culture rather than an in-person culture? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the report in 2017 focused on what we call 10 mental health standards, mental health at work standards. And actually, at the end of last year, we launched something called the Mental Health at Work Commitment, which was an updated version of those standards and moved very much towards the idea that 
that organisations and employers should be focusing on tackling the kind of systemic issues and actually really pulling together a systematic programme of support around this, not just off, offering ad hoc tick box training or and all of that's really important, don't get me wrong, but actually it has to be much bigger than that. So that shift has started to happen. I think that as a result of uh, COVID, I think that we are starting to see more employers say, okay, in terms of those six standards in the mental health at work commitment, how are we doing against them anyway? They're a bit of a test. How are we doing? And actually, how do we need to make them fit for purpose now? So at Mind, we're going to be working with uh, some employers and, and other partners to kind of think about that mental health at work commitment in a post-COVID world. But absolutely, those kind of standards have changed over time. I think probably what we're going to have to really do is kind of think about how we look at the mental health at work commitment through the kind of digital lens, through the remote lens. There's a whole host of lenses that you can look at that commitment through. And I think we need to recognise that because every business is, is different and has different needs, it's not going to be one size fits all. But for me, I think there is something really valuable about learning from each other. And I would really like to see more employers kind of speaking to each other, learning from each other so that actually their employees can really feel comfortable that they are prioritizing mental health at this time. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely have have had the sense that over the last few years, the sort of stigma or I'm not sure stigma is even the right word, but sort of discomfort people have with discussing mental health and it being a thing that's even mentioned has definitely been improved. Uh, and I feel like actually this current situation is probably accelerating that as well, because everyone's just having to be honest about the fact that they are stressed and they are anxious and they are even even our most sort of boisterous extroverted of people that that might be the sort of life and soul of the office uh, are probably realizing that um that mental health can be a thing that affects all sorts of people not that mental health is only only sort of applicable to people that aren't confident or boisterous but you sort of get my meaning yeah i mean we all have mental health uh, some people have mental health problems um but but we all have mental health in the same way we have physical health and I think you're right. There's been a huge amount of work done to tackle stigma. Um, Mind and Rethink Mental Illness run the Time to Change campaign, which is all about tackling stigma. And we've done lots of work with employers signing up to the Time to Change Employers Pledge, which is all about tackling stigma. So I think we've seen some great strides um, in terms of tackling that stigma. And I think COVID has given an opportunity for us to ask people actually how they are and not just kind of once, but twice, three times, four times. I think what it does do is it does put quite a lot of pressure on um, managers and particularly those kind of middle managers who feel this kind of pressure to know what to say or know what to do. So I think that employers have a real responsibility to those managers to say to them, you know, what are you worried about at this current time? You know, what can we do to help you? What training can we give you? What skills can we give you? You don't have to be a mental health practitioner but you can ask the question, you can listen and you can signpost. I think we put a lot of pressure on managers um, to support staff. And I think, you know, that's right. We're managers. We should do that. But we also have to give those managers the right tools. And so, you know, I know that through COVID, we've spoken to, you know, a lot of managers who, who feel slightly nervous um, about what this is going to open up. But, you know, I think... COVID has given us this, this opportunity to remember that we're all human. You know, we're seeing people's living rooms. We're seeing people in their loungewear. We're seeing their dogs, their children. Their, you know, we're just human beings um, at, at the core of it. And I think COVID has, yeah, has really brought that to life. And I think that's something that I've really valued. So thank you again very much to Faye for joining me. Really enjoyed that conversation. You can find out more information at mind.org.uk. So I do encourage you to check that out. 
As ever, if you enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate it if you could share it with at least one person you think would also get value from. One thing we're learning from everybody that we've spoken to that listens to this show and that took part in our survey recently is that mental health is something that's really important to everybody. And also a big part of that is not feeling like we're alone and isolated in this. So we want more people to be part of this community, to share our experiences, what's happening, what's working, what's not working, how we can you know, make the most of this situation that we find ourselves in uh, working from home. So please do share this podcast with, with one other person that you think would get value from it and you would enjoy to, to join us here in this community. Uh, we'd really love that. As ever, more information at wfhpodcast.com. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.